Today's show is brought to you by Digit. If you're struggling saving money like me, then you need to automate the process with Digit. Digit analyzes your bank account, spending habits, and income. Then it only saves what you can afford. It's 100% free, no hidden fees, your funds are FDIC secured, and they have no overdraft guarantee. The app is available on iOS and Android. Get Digit today and start saving easily by going to bit.ly slash BMU Digit. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash B-M-U D-I-G-I-T. Hey you guys, welcome to today's episode of Black Me Up. I'm Day. And I'm Lily. And today we have a new show structure for you guys, so we hope it'll make the podcast more effective and we hope you guys like it. So let's get into current events and pop culture, anything going on. I really don't really pay it. You are my source. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. And I have absolutely nothing this week. Um, The Lion King live action film with Donald Glover and James Earl Jones, like you brought up. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the only thing I know. Like, Well, I knew from months ago, like around October, November, they were going to do a live action mm-hmm. um, film for Lion King. Because, well, my family is like obsessed with it. So, with The Lion King. So, um... And, like, my cousin told me, and she, like, showed me a video on YouTube. I don't... It's not the real, like, trailer trailer. Mm -hmm. You can tell, like... I knew, like, certain scenes they took from Narnia (laughs) and put it in there. That was a bootleg? (laughs) Yes, definitely. I was like, hold up. I know where this is from. This is not... No, uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Don't try to fool me, okay? I know my movies. And so... But, like, it kind of... It wasn't the real trailer, but, like, you can kind of get a visual at, like, what it could be like. Oh, yeah. So it was pretty lit. Um, and then the trailer for that, the m- music for that trailer was just sucky, too. So I was like, uh-huh. it better not be like this. Yeah. I but it's going to be real good. Yeah, so I heard about it, like, months ago. But then recently, you know, like, what, what was that producer name? He tweeted on Twitter, like, oh, can't oh. wait to work with these people. Oh. And, um... Um, who's gonna play? What's his name? James Earl Jones. Yeah, James Earl Jones is gonna play Mufasa, which he already did play Mufasa, like, in the original. Yeah. So, it makes sense why he's gonna continue. Good. Because anybody else just would not. I know. Nobody else would. That's what I was thinking, too, when I was talking to, like, one of our friends, Tyler. Mm -hmm. I was like, who else would play? Like, you have to have the strong, like, voice. This really powerful, like, and I can't think of anyone else. Allstate, man. (laughs) who's <laughs> the all-state man that the is all true state man. He, he could pull it off maybe hmm. that is true he could all-state some good hands or whatever exactly the pride lands in good hands <laughs> <laughs> he could that's true yeah 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 but i mean you already you already had a great mufasa why not continue exactly. while well, he's still alive better pull him up uh, yeah better. and then um what's his name Charles can be no Donald. Donald Glover. Glover Donald play, Daddy Glover. <laughs> uh, Simba, which I thought it was good because I can see him playing Simba. But the thing is, like, is he gonna play older Simba or young Simba? Maybe older. Maybe I'm assuming older. I don't know. He could do both. Because, I, that's what His I was thinking. He could, but sometimes you could tell when a 30, 40 year old is playing a damn you <laughs> baby. Know, baby. Like really? <laughs> Why you sound grown? <laughs> I just want to hear Donald Glover sing I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Yeah. That would make my day. That would be lit. And I, like, I'm just saying, when they put this movie out, there's going to be a lot of people, like, criticizing this Exactly. It's going to be like, nope, this is not original. Yeah. You're not There's going to be so much criticism on this thing. Yeah. Like, they got to be on their A game when they make this. Like, for example, um, The Jungle Book. Oh, Yeah. My uncle loves that movie, and, like, I've watched it all the time when I was younger. It was not the same. Yeah. The, the live-action one? Yeah. The music? Mm-mm. 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 They could have been... Mm-mm. <laughs> could have done so much better. But, I mean, the visual was really good. Yeah. You know? That's what I feel about this. The visuals are going to be amazing, because yeah. they have lots of amazing people behind it. Same with um, Tarzan. The oh. visuals were so <clears throat> freaking good. Like, that's what I loved. I haven't seen Tarzan yet. I need to go see Oh, you like, have I need to. to. You have to. Like, if you, <laughs> you do not, to. I don't... Ooh, Tarzan! <laughs> see, I've always... Like, out of all Disney movies, Tarzan 
and Aladdin were like my favorite. And so when I heard Tarzan was coming, I, I was like, I'm already I on say it. Yes. I said, Yeah. I'm going to take you to Bimbo. Yes. <laughs> I was so excited. And I could not take my eyes off Tarzan. Mm. I said, Yeah. Oh, Marry me, really? please. I was like, but yo, the actor, mm-hmm. he is six four or something like that. He's tall as a muff. He's, he's tall, and in the movie, he looks tall too. You're like, why he's so jo-? like his hands are extra big. He got all like eight <laughs> packs, twenty pack going on, like big arms. And I was like, he just looks so big and manly, Dang. and like. To find out, because I thought, oh, maybe there's all this effect, effect, mm-hmm. effect to make him look this big. But his height, he's actually 6'4", and he, his body's actually built like that. Like, he apparently, one of my friends told me, he, like, um, he worked out and, you know, got to that body. It took him, like, um, two months or maybe more. Wow. I don't know. I might be wrong. But yeah. it took him a while to actually, he actually built that body. Wow. I was like, jeez, that's <laughs> <laughs> and the story, yeah, Tarzan's storyline obviously is always good. But, yeah. Um, you can't mess that up. Yeah, like, you, you mess can't. it up. It's not the same. You can't really mess it up. And it was, it was like, because the actual Tarzan is more like, because you know they have the animals talking and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. This one they didn't really talk. It was like the the gorillas and stuff were actual like gorilla like. That's what I'm wondering if they're gonna yeah. do for the live action Lion King. I think they're going to have them talk, yeah. most likely, because that's the whole point of the fucking... No, but I mean, you know? are they going to use real animals, or are they going to have humans and make them, like, animals? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, animate, like, the way they do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, a, a human being is, like, playing the animal part, yeah. but then when they do the digital they stuff... They animate it Yeah. Okay. I think that's what they're going to do, because that's what they did, I believe, for Tarzan and... The Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actual animals. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they had certain shots, actual animals. Yeah. But when it comes to the talking scene and stuff like that, it's always animated. Oh, okay. I don't know, girl. I'm working the fucking there. I know, right? That's but, interesting. That's something to look into. That's something I'm excited. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. But again, I'm worried they're gonna mess it up. I know. I'm scared too. Yeah. But but hopefully it goes for the best. That's all I know, though. I know, right? Let's see. So, we got Lion King. What else? Oh, all the stores that are closing down. All right. It makes me depressed because it's like, what is? what are we going to do? Like, malls are trash. Everybody does all their shopping online. Anyways. That is true, but I hate, hate, me personally, I hate online shopping. Yeah. Exactly. I want to like, try stuff on. Exactly. The only reason I hate online shopping is for clothes and shoes. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in an actual store, you can actually try it on. And see if it fits you. Exactly. Online, if it doesn't fit you, you gotta ship it back. That takes more time. Right. Some places don't even accept <sighs> returns. Yeah. So. That's super. No, I really don't like that. And me being a big girl, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not that. I mean, I can say my husband. <laughs> but yeah, you know, the <laughs> in the right place. <laughs> okay, continue. What's the point here? <laughs> my point is. I don't go into a store and be like, that's cute, I'm buying that, and I know my size isn't... You know, because every store every is different store. size. Mm-hmm. Like, if you buy jeans at Macy's, your size, say, 12, mm-hmm. right? You go to... Forever 21. Yeah, Forever 21 or Abercrombie and Fitch. Mm-hmm. Your size is not a 12. A 12 is like a ki- like skinny little anorexic girl. <laughs> you gotta go higher, which sometimes they don't have. Yeah. And so, that's the thing I hate with online, because you could be like, oh, yeah, no, my size is 12. It comes in, it doesn't even fit past your ankles. <laughs> exactly. And I don't like that. So, it's like, once they have, majority of the store is gone, like, where do you expect us to shop? We can't afford Nordstrom and fucking <laughs> Hollister and all this other exactly. expensive ass shit. Um, so, I don't know what's going to happen. I know, because Macy's, Sears, Kmart. But Macy's been out for years. Really? Macy's been popping. Well, Macy's does all those one-day sales. It doesn't surprise me that they're bankrupt. (laughs) Well, Macy's been out for years. That's the thing, too. Like, like, I I don't know when Macy's came out, but... 
years oh, out in the 90s. Ago. I know that's for sure. It, it used to be called something different. Wait, let me look it up. It used to be called the Bon Marche. I think that's oh. what it used to be called. Bon Marche. Because the Bon Marche used to be at Evermall. And I remember, like, getting out of school. Then my grandma would pick me up and be like, let's go to the Bon. Oh, let's go to Bon, bon. Marche. Dang. Um, I don't know. I don't know about in Washington, but in general, like, Macy's has been out for years. Like, you know, having the parades, the Macy Parade or whatever, like, Thanksgiving Parade, I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that. And I know it's been out for years, 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 years. So, I'm surprised a little bit. That's it for pop culture, because we really don't have any more, like, stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing's really going on that we care about. Exactly. We <laughs> Okay, so today's main topic is going to be, as you are going through school, do you think school helped you determine who you're going to be as a person? And has it helped shape you as the person you are today? Like, and I'm not just talking about the education that you received. I'm talking about the people who you interact with and um, how those interactions with you might have changed who you're going to be. Or has it even changed? Yeah, or has it not even changed? Like, because honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Growing up, (laughs) I lived in a prominently white neighborhood or a prominently diverse neighborhood. And the elementary that I went to was very white. And I had lots of friends. And going to middle school, then I had lots of white friends. And then I met Lily in middle school. (laughs) And they and she sat at the table with all the black girls behind me, and I sat at the table with all the white girls, and I was the only black girl. And I was like, wait, what's the separation here? <laughs> Which is interesting, because, like, being in that group, the black... I don't know how we came about, to be honest, all yeah. of us. Because, again, that middle school was all rich white kids, mm-hmm. you know? And there was a few black girls. And so, I don't know how we all... It was like, like, all the black girls. Yeah. We're... And it wasn't much. It wasn't, like, you know... It was maybe 14. Maybe, I would say. Yeah. But, like, in our class in general, Mm -hmm. I would say six, Mm -hmm. seven, eight, maybe. Maybe black girls, yeah. Yeah. So, they, in in our class, they just stuck together. Like, all of a sudden, I don't know how it happened. (laughs) We We always sat, met up in the mornings, um, had breakfast, lunch... We saw each other in class, in the hallways. It was just like, all of a sudden, we just, like, magnets. Exactly. You know, like, oh, you black, you know? Come come with us. Come hey, with us. So. And that's that what was, happened to me. Yeah. I remember Salone approached me like, hey, why why do you sit with these white girls? Like. Really? <laughs> yeah, I remember. She was like, why do you sit with these white girls? And I remember you too and a bunch of other people like, why are you sitting with these yeah, white girls? You probably they, have way more in common with us. That's the thing too, because I remember like every time you sit with them, our group, like the other, you know, other black girls would always be like, that, why is she always sitting with those white girls, you know? How come she don't sit here, blah, 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 this and that. Me, I didn't mind it, mm-hmm. but I did. I was like. Maybe she does. Maybe she's used to a diverse group of other people, you know? I was like, maybe that's her. You know, there's people like that. And maybe she can click with them more better. I don't know how she can click with them. Gosh, true talent. (laughs) But I was like, maybe her personality is the same as them and she doesn't just, you Mm -hmm. know. And not that our group saw color first, you know? Yeah. But just being able to bond with someone that can relate to you automatically. Mm -hmm. So... They would always be curious, like, why, why is she, you know? Right. And mind you, I heard some of this stuff because our tables were literally next <laughs> to each other. I could turn around and be like, hey. And you know, black people are loud. They don't give a fudge. <laughs> they just don't hear, like, why is she over there? <laughs> and it was all sixth grade year. And then finally, yeah. it was seventh grade where I decided to sit with you guys. Yeah, I me mean, sometimes. You were yeah. on and off. I was on and off. And then eighth grade was the yeah. year that I was, like, fully. Because seventh grade, like, sometimes when you sit with the white girls, you're like, where's Deja? Oh, she <laughs> With her white friends. Okay. And of I started course. eating breakfast with you guys. You guys yeah. were my designated breakfast squad. Exactly. So it was quite interesting yeah. to see that. It's interesting to think about because I'm like, I wonder what would have happened if I just stayed with them. Like, I'd be, a, I'd know I'd be a completely different person. Yeah. And we probably wouldn't be friends. Well, we probably would. I don't think we'd be as close. Yeah, I don't think we'd be as close either. It would be more just like, oh, we knew Casual. each other. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, to be honest, having that group of friends in middle school, I'm so thankful for that. Mm-hmm. That group of black friends. It was a sisterhood. Uh, it literally was like we were all sisters. Even though sometimes there would be drama, but 
I'm so glad for them Mm -hmm. because, like me, when I went to elementary school, so I went to school in Africa, I know that, and it was Africans mostly all, (laughs) but they were like Sudanese, so they spoke (laughs) Arabic and were all different shades and all this other stuff, Um, but they're all African. Mm -hmm. Came to Philadelphia, um... Obviously lived in a little hooded area, you know, a little in the hoods. Um, all black. Mm-hmm. All African American, you know. There's Africans in there too, but not as much, you know. Mm-hmm. Majority of them just black kids. And then um, there was one white kid. He wasn't really white, white, white. Mm-hmm. He was Middle Eastern. Oh. But, you know, the complexions yeah. are very white. So he was the only white kid in that class. And it was quite interesting because, you know... Like, you're the majority. And it was like, okay. And they felt comfortable. And then going from there, coming here to Beverly, I think, elementary, Mm. all white. Only black kid in the class was a complete change. Like, I didn't really realize. Well, my my thing, emotionally, I realized it before my mind realized it. Mm -hmm. Because being in that class, I am a shy person. But I was more shy than I was when I was in my other class because I couldn't bond with anyone. And I remember even like in the playgrounds, like all the girls would be like, you know, the pole, <laughs> the pole and stuff. They're all saying, and I just look and I'm staring, and you know they would, you know, talk because I'm the new kid and stuff like that. But they would not be like, hey, you know, th- come on, join us and that and that. They would just kind of like expect me to follow and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? And so I never really got to know any of them one-on-one or, like, you know, felt like I was in a group, actually. I just felt like, you know... I, I still felt like an outsider, even though I was a new kid and everyone was being nice to me. I still yeah. felt like an outsider because I had no one to bond with. And then from there, going to a middle school, same thing. But now there's actual black girls you know they approach you and yeah like, hey. that approached me and I felt very comfortable because I could bond you know I had similar you know similarities with them and I could even though we're not all like we're not all Africans yeah some of us were mixed some of us were um you know had a different culture religion but we were all brown. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. And, like, we were related on that. And we were all... We weren't m- the majority. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, kind of outsiders. Yeah, we were the minority. Yeah, yeah, we were the minor- minority. And we were outsiders. Like, I don't know how to explain it. But it, I was so blessed for that. Because if that... If I never had that group, I don't know. I would not love myself this day. I'm dead serious. Like, I would want to be a white girl. Yeah. I would always try to approach what was around me, which was having straight long hair, Mm -hmm. being skinny, wearing Hollister, you know, being popular, going places like Starbucks and being able to, you know, get whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Those things, you know, that I could not do, Mm -hmm. you know. And I tried to, which was not me. So I feel like if I did not have that group today, and if if I did not go to Mariner High School as well, which was True. a diverse school. Very diverse. God for that. If I went to another school that was, you know, majority white kids, I would not be the same person today. I would not be the person that loves my culture and who I am and my nappy hair and my oily skin and my dark skin. You know, mm-hmm. I would not love every different piece of me that is not as, you know, the same as a white girl mm-hmm. next to me. You because know? you're not because you're you'd be so busy trying to keep be up so, with them. Yeah. And be like, oh, hey, I love your hair and I want to look like that. Mm-hmm. And so representation is key like being around people and seeing people who look like you not even exactly like you but that you could just relate to it's a really good thing and i'm grateful for that group too i'm grateful for it and being in that school too that school yeah being in the school where you 
I can't even say that word. <laughs> I don't Lord. see. I don't even like that word. I can't even say it. Okay. Um, where the school's majority white, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for being in a school like that because it made me relate. Cause and two, you're young. Middle mm-hmm. school. That's when you don't even know about yourself. And that's when you're trying to look for yourself. Exactly. You know, like the beginning of looking for yourself. Yeah, you're like, who am I? What do I like to wear? How do I like to do my hair? You know, but. And a lot of the people around you will influence that, mm-hmm. you know? And if you have, you know, you're around people that are completely different from you, you will try to be more like them. Mm-hmm. You'll try to emulate their actions, then mm-hmm. that'll s- slowly become you. And then yeah. as you get older, you're like, why doesn't this feel right? Exactly, because it's not you. <laughs> and when you get older, you don't accept things, you know? That's why some people, especially girls, are more insecure, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not really... Like, you know, dark girls. I'm not, like, not white, but I'm not light-skinned. Mm-hmm. Like, these girls are. These are my best friends, you know? Yeah. They're all white. And I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't like how dark I am. I don't like how tan I get in the summer. That makes me so sad. I don't like why my hair won't stay straight mm-hmm. when I go in the water, you know? I just want to be like them so bad, you know? Mm-hmm. And being in that school, being around those people made me realize, like, in high school, too, being diverse, like, I started accepting my... I was like, hold on. My... I get frustrated from straightening my hair every single day so I can look like these white girls when my hair naturally is beautiful. Mm-hmm. My hair does not need to have heat in it every day so I can look like these people. I should be able to keep my hair in, you know, the puffiest bun and be proud. Exactly. You know? not have to worry about people being like, why is your hair like that? Yeah. And accepting it, even if they do. Be like, because that's how I am. Exactly. You know, and not trying to... Because, you know, and that too, like, plays in society, like, when your hair's not straight, you're not, you know, professional. Like, I got my first perm because of the fact that I felt like I didn't fit in. Yeah. That was the main reason I remember going into school in sixth grade. Really? And, like, having my hair, like, how it used to be in elementary school. My mom would braid it really cute, put the little balls on it. Yeah. And I was like, I love this. But then people would be like, why is your hair like that? You should totally wear it down. I think it looks so much better down. So I pressured my mom for years. Like, Mom, I need a perm. And she's like, no, you don't. Then I'm like, yes, I do. So I finally got my perm. And then my hair started breaking off, and I was like, why did I do this to myself? Oh, Deja. I don't know why I get emotional whenever I talk about, like, perms and stuff, but it's like, I'm not putting my kid through that. Exactly. Well, it is an emotional thing, because no one's going to be like, put this chemical in my hair, because this is what I really want. Mm -hmm. It's more like, this is how people are treating me because of how I look, Mm -hmm. how my hair is, and so I need it, you know, to change you know yeah let me put this chemical myself so they can accept me mm-hmm. and and people when i tell you lots of the like white people that didn't talk to me mm-hmm. started talking to me because i had that perm really yeah like i'm so dead serious wow like, dead serious that's really interesting yeah that's incredible because that just says a lot about how how that can change a person. Exactly, and I felt good. I was like, yeah. And okay. majority of kids, like African-American girls, the only reason, when they're that young, a mm-hmm. lot of things influence them. Exactly. Especially what their peers say. Yeah. So if a kid is not being accepted because their hair is naturally, you know, curly or afro, mm-hmm. and it's not accepted by, you know, their classmates... Then that's going to hurt them. Exactly. Because the place that you're mainly at between, like, when you're 5 and 18 is school. Yeah, that's true. So if you're not hearing these good things from home, which, of course, I was, then Mm -hmm. going to school and seeing all these people say, like, cruel and bad things and just wanting to change yourself, it'll make you change yourself because... Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because when I was in Philly and I went to school... I was full of black girls, right? Mm-hmm. And they always had their hair braided up and, like, you know, the clip-ons and stuff like that. My hair was always braided back or up in a ponytail. I never had... And I begged my mom, <laughs> please, can you... Like, because they had the style, you know, you... It's different pieces and, like, you braid it down. Like, you have two. Oh, yeah. And then oh, here yeah. and then the clip-ons in there. Yeah. I was like, mom, please, can you braid my hair like that? And please get clip-ons. Please. Like, I was begging her because oh. she doesn't... She never used the clip-ons. It was just straight back in a bun or up or, you know... It was a small piece, but she didn't use... Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I begged her. I begged because that was what everyone was doing. Like right. that was was surrounding me. That was what's, you know, popular. That's what the, everyone the bees, accepted. The barrettes, yeah. The balls. Everyone had balls and everything. Oh, yes. Had the pigtail with the balls. Ooh, I was like be walking around here. Clink, clink, I know. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> I was just like, Mom, I want that. <laughs> I was so happy. I remember that day when I got. I was at school. Like, mm, mm, <laughs> makes yes. you feel good. Uh, yeah, and like. I've I've been teased too about my hair. Mm-hmm. So like throughout elementary, even by black girls. Uh, like oh, I remember in middle school everyone would be like, "Why has your hair a weave? Like you have a weave in your hair." Yeah. And that's the thing t- even in elementary when I had my mom did micro braids mm-hmm. in my hair and they were r- really long, right? And there was a lot of them and it was just cuz my hair is so much and the girls were like um, are those real? Like, are you know, did you put, like, fake hair in it? I was like, no, this is my real hair. And they're like, oh, no, that can't be. And then I remember they would, like, pull on my hair and the desk, like, sitting behind me. And this girl cut a piece of my hair off, I remember, when I was little. She cut the back of my hair a piece off. I cried when I went home. My mom was just so disappointed. Because they were like, it's not even your real hair. So, like, cut it off. Oh, my gosh. After that, I just... I didn't really take it to, like, you know, when that happens, you get sad and you never want to go back to school. Mm-hmm. I was just mad. I was like, this is my hair. <laughs> and then from there on, my mom would just do, like, you know, braid, big chunks of, you know, braids and stuff. And then going through middle school, everyone would be like, oh, where'd you, you know, where'd you get your hair? I'm like, what? I was like, uh, my head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ready to grow out naturally. Naturally. And they'd be like, no, like, you at least have to have a clip on or something. I was like, I don't, what is that? <laughs> I don't know what that is. And then everyone automatically thought my hair was fake. And then, um, then pl- trying to strain it, you mm-hmm. know, pleasing it for the white kids, you mm-hmm. know, trying to do the whole bangs things with the, oh, yeah. with the white girls, trying to, like, do, like, curly hair, like, you know? Mm-hmm. And basically killing my hair Mm -hmm. to please these people. Yeah. Like, I was damaging my hair so badly. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm thinking, I'm just like, wow. Like, the people around you really do influence. They really do, whether you know it or not. And it's, like, up to you to fall into it. Yeah. Or to stay, like, away from it and steer clear of that influence. But lots of people just buckle under the pressure because it's, like, it's so hard because you want to please everybody. But the thing is, like, it's funny because you always wonder, how do these kids fall into drugs? How did they all of a sudden, like, mm-hmm. start, you know, cutting themselves or, like, doing these strains, like, smoking and all this stuff? Mm-hmm. And they always say peer pressure. I'm like, how does that happen? How do they yeah. get pressure to that? But we never done that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, doing sex and drugs and all this other crazy stuff and that, yeah. you know. We never got peer pressure to do that. Exactly, yeah. But when it came to accepting ourselves for who we are, we That's fell into that. Exactly. Which is really And you think about I've never thought about it like that. How did we steer away from drugs and sex and all that stuff? Yeah. But when it comes to personal appearance, we chose that lane to we, change ourselves. Exactly. We That's, fell into that pressure of not accepting ourselves and being something that we're not. That's crazy. It's just to be accepted by others, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, because I'm like, how do you fall to peer pressure when it comes to drugs? Just say no. Exactly. Just say but no. But same thing. Yeah, just, just so say no. no. I don't want it. But same thing with people telling you, you should straighten your hair. Mm-hmm. No. It's my hair. Yeah. But yet. Yeah, and then I remember, like, close to eighth grade, I, there was a couple times where I left my hair natural. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was so, those days were the hardest days ever. Because mm-hmm. I was like, let me just try to be natural. I would feel so ugly. Like, I would go to the bathroom, like, feeling terrible. I'm just like, no one wants to talk to me. I feel... And it was all because of my hair. Because I left it natural. I felt so, like, insecure about it and everything. I'm like, oh, no, I'm never doing this again. But, I don't know, sometimes I would just push myself, you know? Mm -hmm. Just try this. This is who you are. When I got to high school, um, freshman year was the last year that I... actually freshman or sophomore year I think Mm -hmm. was the last year where I basically was done straining my hair Mm -hmm. because I was straining every single day and the thing was like 
it, I knew it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Because I felt uncomfortable. I wasn't like, hey, you know, hey. I was just like, okay, how do I look? Okay. Yeah. Okay, fix. Oh, dang, this part looks nappy. Shit. <laughs> Clip it back, you know? And doing PE and sweating. It's just like, oh, my gosh, I gotta look, you know? Mm-hmm. I was so uncomfortable. I was like, I can't have conversations with people because I'm always worried about what the fuck I look like. Yeah. I don't remember, if I remember junior year. I was wearing sweats, headbands, and oh, I had I a ponytail. Oh, I remember that. I didn't give I was a like, dang, fuck. I was struggling. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm glad I did that because yeah. that was the moment in my life where I was just like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what I don't anybody says. I don't care what I look like. I could look like a homeless person, but I'm still going to feel comfortable because that's who, you know? It's me. It's me. Yeah. And at that moment, too, was when I was trying to figure out myself. Like, mm-hmm. why am I doing these things? Why am I not accepting myself? Why am I so insecure? And you know how everyone says teenagers are so insecure. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, teenagers are insecure, but how can I accept myself? I have to accept myself because this is who I am. I can't, I can change little things, but I am a black girl. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have big hair, Mm -hmm. uncontrollable hair. I have, you know, I get really dark during the summer, which I can't really control because I, and people call you out on it. Yeah. And that's what I hate. Exactly. And it's just like, I, all these things, about me, these flaws, these p- things that people see as flaws, are actually make me who I am. Exactly. You know? And that's when I, that's around the year when I started actually telling people I'm Af- like, I'm African. Mm-hmm. You know? Because when people say, before that, when people would ask me, um, where are you from? You know? What are you? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, I'm just from Philly. Okay. You know? Or I'm just black. Mm-hmm. Just fulfilled, like nothing. Now I'm like I'm African. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. If you want to know more, ask me. Exactly. I'm freely right. to tell if you, you. want to go in depth, I got you. Yeah, this is me. But it was interesting because one of my friends told me like, there's people out there, even like my age or older, mm-hmm. that cannot accept who they are. So when people like, like there's this one girl, she's lesbian and Vietnamese, mm-hmm. I think, or no. She's Mexican, black, and lesbian. Oh, wow. And her uh, her parents are, like, religious people or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But when people ask her, what are you? She's just like, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just American. Like, you know, I grew up here. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't really say who she is. Mm-hmm. Like, Because she hasn't accepted it. Yeah. And it's really interesting because I let people who know who I am. Because that is who I am. <laughs> if I if I don't, I used to hide it. It's just like because I I don't know how to explain it. It's just like you used to hide who you were because you wanted to. I feel like I know exactly what you're saying because of people's opinions. You didn't opinions. want people's opinions to let. <sighs> yeah, like influence, <laughs> kind of like yeah, kind of influence or have pe- see people's reactions when you tell them what you are yeah like, because oh, i African. cared ew you're wait you're african yeah i <laughs> cared what they were saying i cared about their opinions i cared about the negative things they would say mm-hmm. so i was just like no and and i'm not i never accepted like i'm not you know i'm not just gonna say that now i'm like okay yeah i'm african what do you have to say and i'm ready to answer right? whatever question you are because majority of the time you're wrong because you are ignorant <laughs> so let me educate you real quick <laughs> So pull out them receipts. I know. I got these receipts. I got it. So (laughs) we can go through them alphabetical, chronological. Yeah. So that helped, and I'm so glad that I went through that mindset, that Mm -hmm. that process, because if I didn't, I'd I'd be very insecure, and I'd be wanting to find attention through men, Mm -hmm. um, which always happens with insecure women you know yeah, you'll find that a lot exactly they'll be and trying to find themselves in a man trying to complete man. themselves for a man yeah. where in reality you need to be complete and just find mm-hmm. someone who reciprocates your energy exactly. your partner shouldn't complete you exactly and i'm i never really liked going out in public with my hair showing with mm-hmm. you know Anything cultured on me, anything that showed that I'm not American, mm-hmm. you know. Now, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's the first thing I want to wear. And, but the thing is, 
When it comes to professional areas. Yeah. That oh. still to this day mm-hmm. affects me in ways because there's some, like, you know, posts on Instagram, like, you know, when you first get the job, the girl has her, sh- black girl has her hair straight in the interview, I mean, mm-hmm. when she's in the interview, she has her hair straight in and she's all professional. And then when you do get the job, you know, she has an afro and she's, and I don't want to do that. That's how I feel. Oh, yeah. Because I've had multiple professional, like, you know, positions mm-hmm. where I had to dress up professionally. And sometimes I just want to wear my hair out, like, curly and be able to, you know, express myself through my big hair. Yeah. But the job area doesn't always accept that. Yeah. And I can I can see it and I can feel it. But when your hair is slicked back into a bunch, straightened, oh, no, you're so beautiful. You're, you're so, so professional. professional. Look at you. And it's, to this day, I just don't know why. Yeah. People will not, because they'll see you, like, as a crazy, unprofessional person. Yeah, they'll see you as unkept, unkept dirty. yeah. Because of your hair. Because the way your hair Like, there looks. was this one thing going around, I believe it was with dreads, where it was like, anybody with dreads can be fired and can be serious? terminated because dreads are dirty. Because dreads are all these things, dreads are unprofessional. There was this whole thing. Yeah. Wow. And it's, like, sad because it's, like, I think in the army or military or something like that, you can't Mm. have dreads or something. Yeah, or, like, they just um, allowed in the army women to have, like, like braid backs, Mm -hmm. kind of. Yeah. But with extra extension hair, I think. Mm -hmm. Little, you know? Because some women don't have a lot of hair to braid back like that. Um, Which, crazy. How do you expect a woman... A bl- African American woman to just always be slicking her hair back and damaging yeah. her hair because of damaging it. permanent straighten it so you so look you know so your company looks professional yeah so, so you that look you look professional so that you look like you could hire well people neat people why does my hair define what I know exactly and how professional I am and how clean I am and how all this it just it doesn't make sense I can have an afro I could wear an afro right crazy looking weird afro and I can still give you a, a very professional presentation mm-hmm. about whatever Exactly. About real estate and selling houses and how the profit margins and all this yeah. stuff. Way better than Billy Bob over there can do. I know Billy Bob with his perfect little <laughs> slick back hair. Right. Talking about nothing he knows about. Exactly. <laughs> Took all that from Wikipedia and Google. You know. Searched Yahoo Answers. What is on my top of my head does not, you know. It doesn't define, define who I am. who I am and what I know. I am not my hair like India Ari, yeah, the song. great woman, said. So it's just like, and I know the first thing people see is your appearance, mm-hmm. but that's not what they should focus on. Exactly. Like, what I say and what I know is more important than what I put on my hair and how I make my hair. Mm-hmm. And so it still mind boggles me. Like, it's still, it's crazy, like, how. And that's still something I'm not, how can I explain, like, I haven't overcome, you know? Like, when I go to interviews, when I, you know, talk to professional people, or I'm going somewhere professional, I will slick my hair back, I will straighten it, make it look professional. Because I, I, I'm not ready to step out of that line mm-hmm. and be me. But, you know, because I still wear professional clothes. I'm not, just because my hair is, like, big, doesn't mean I'm over here going to wear a fucking long tee with some holes on there, <laughs> some J's and leggings, like. Exactly. No. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean that's how I'm going to dress. I'm still going to dress professionally. I'm still going to dress, you know, for the for the job, you know, the interview or whatever. Um, but I'm, I personally am not, I still go there. Mm-hmm pleasing them with what they want exactly my hair to look like and not how I want it to Mm -hmm. and that's hard to overcome for me even though I've overcome it in society itself yeah out in public I'll wear what the fuck I want I'll look the fuck the way I want to look my hair 
I'll straighten if I want to straighten it. If I don't want to straighten it, it's because it, I don't want to straighten exactly. it. Exactly, and it's none of your business if I yeah. don't straighten it or not. Exactly, but and if you have a problem and you keep staring at it, then that's your problem. Exactly, you know? that's your problem. Just walk away. Just walk we away. We ain't going to see each other again. True, so, but when it comes to the job field, I still, I can't. Yeah, because there's that level in the industry, the business and job industry, where it's just like, I don't think... At least in the next, like, 50 years, it'll be hard for them to accept natural hair. Yeah. Because once all those people, like, die off. <laughs> die off. That's true. Those, those uh, baby boomers. Kind yeah, of? once yeah. baby boomers die off, then trust me, like, when we're older, we're going to be seeing lots more of uh, professionals tattooed and pierced mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. natural hair, like, doing all these different things. Yeah. Because the only people holding, like, neatness and, like piercing and tattoos accountable are baby boomers that is true and people born before the 70s yeah but then also um passing on that mindset too yeah some people do pass on that mindset but they're like hey this is a different generation and i see lots more people stepping out of their Stepping mm-hmm. out of society's comfort zone. They'll be freaking doctors with ta- like exactly. a full sleeve on exactly. um, and a bunch of piercings and that Ooh. nigga can, you know, he save can do your a life. Great open heart surgery. Exactly. Save your <laughs> life. Gives you you know new heart and everything. Exactly. And that tattoo isn't the reason that he couldn't do it. Exactly. So it's quite interesting um how throughout school that affects I don't know about a male perspective, you know, like... I know, I wish we had a man here. I do, too. Like, I don't know how that affects a man, mm-hmm. really. Probably does in different ways. Yeah. But I feel like majority of the time it does when it comes to, like, going through school, college, or high school and, like, middle school and stuff like that. Um, It's a lot easier for a black girl to get attacked. Yeah, it's way easier. Personally. Because of her hair and how she dresses and, um, and not be, you know? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, Especially depending on where they go to school. If they go to a prominently white school yeah. or a prominently black school. And even in black schools, black girls will attack each other, black which is Black girls are sometimes mean. They're so mean. They're really Like, even mean. in our group. <laughs> they were, yeah. We'd constantly attack each other. Well, not weed as in me and you, but. Yeah. Lots of the other girls would attack each other. That is true, but... But next day, hey, best friend. Oh, no, we fake. (laughs) But the thing is, like, we don't hide it. Mm Mm-hmm. When it comes to the black girls, we don't really hide it, like, ooh, you know, she looking a little ratchet today. We don't try to be... How can I say, like... White people are sneaky. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> white people are sneaky. They, to get what they want, or if they don't like you, they mm-hmm. won't straight up say it. Mm-hmm. They'll try and like, and this is just experience in middle school, they'll just kind of shove you out. Like, you know, they won't say, we don't want to really hang out with you. We don't really like you. They'll just be like, you know, just don't talk to her. <laughs> yeah. don't be around her kind of thing but black girls be like I don't like her <laughs> why is she not group? out loud yeah you know I don't like her because of this mm-hmm. the other girls would be like well I don't like her either because she talks all this shit too this and that you know so they'll be like I don't know why you're sitting with us <laughs> right. they'll straight up tell you like you know yeah but you know white white girls are just more like Mm. Hey, you can come to my party if you won't straighten your hair. We can straighten your hair yeah. at my party. Yeah, but the only reason we'll, you'll hang out with us and talk to us is if you look like us. Mm-hmm. But you don't, so there's no reason for us and to talk find people to you. that look like you. Yeah, and the only reason I, the only reason I had some of these white girls talk to me in middle school, I remember, mm-hmm. is because they had questions about how I looked. Like, so, like, how long does it take to straighten your hair? Or, like, do you use clip-ons? Or, like, um, do you, do black people even use sunscreen? Or, <laughs> yeah. No, or, I do you have lotion? Like, I need, you know? Mm. They go straight to the black person if they need lotion. That yeah. is true. Always true. Like, Yo, you know you got to have blown. lotion because you're black. Exactly. And 
is like, how do you go swimming with your hair? Like, you know, do you like have to? You know? Oh my gosh! You know how in middle school we had to do like PE swim, mm-hmm. swim in PE. I was the only girl that would bring a swim cap. And I remember oh that in sixth gosh. grade, I had my Nike swim cap. It had the swishes on the side. It was white. And I was like, I'm not getting my hair wet. I refuse. And I went all sixth grade doing that. Really? Seventh grade. Uh-huh. And then I remember all of a sudden, white girls started bringing their swim caps. No way. No, I'm not even lying to you. But they'd have like colorful, yeah, different, different designs. Design. And then we'd go swimming, and I'd be like, wait, where are all these people getting their swim caps from? Yeah. But this wasn't last year. I was the only one. That's crazy, because Henrietta, mm-hmm. um, me and her had the same PE class, I think six or something, she wore a swim cap all the time. Like, she she was not trying to get her hair wet. Mm-hmm. She said, I just got my hair done. What you talking about? So she wore a swim cap, and um, she's like, Lily, why don't you... I can't get no damn swim cap to fit my head. True. I got one. My mom got me one. It was like this bright yellow one. I think she still has it. Oh. So I had one. It just did not fit my... Literally, it would be sitting right here over the bun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's just the point? Just covering the bun. What's <laughs> the point? <laughs> and it hurt because it was just... I tug on my hair. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can't do this. You so, gotta let it adjust to your head. Yeah. So me and Henrietta, and I remember one time too, like when we were in the dressing room, Henrietta was like pulling. I was like, pull, girl, pull, put the swim cap on. <laughs> Got to fit. So it was just me and her that would be wearing it, or you know, it was just her after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone would look at her differently. Like I noticed how people would look, like, like you'd be like, what is? What is she doing? We're not for That's real. That's how like, people looked at me. Yeah, but it's not the Olympics, so I'm wearing right. some cap, you know? And I was just like, let her do her thing. Exactly. How's she affecting you guys? She just want to get her hair wet. Yeah, so that was interesting. Like, yeah. But I'll never forget how I always wore my swim cap. And my friend Rachel, do you remember Rachel? Rachel, I remember We had Rachel. PE together, and she'd be like, why do you even have on a swim cap? Now that I'm thinking about it. Rachel had, like, this grown-ass only look. She actually did, she but like, she was really short. She was really short. Yeah. But now, if I if we saw her now, she probably looked the same. I feel like she did, She would, too. Because, like, a few years ago, I want to say, like, three years ago, I saw her walking. Oh, shit. When we were driving past, like, OV. And I saw her walking from Taco Bell. And she posted on Twitter. Not on Twitter, on Facebook. She was like, just had my interview at Taco Bell. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so that was her. That just confirmed mm. that was her. Oh, wow. So I was like, wow, yeah, she looked the same. She looked like she grew a little bit more, but... Yeah. But yeah. But the point is, I'm <laughs> thankful for being in an all-black school, having that experience in a white school as well. Um, cause I, having that sisterhood. Yeah, I had both experiences where I was the majority and the minority. Mon- mon- oh. The minority. My- <laughs> I don't even know what say you is minority. Minority. There you go. I have to say Three it. times fast. Minority, minority, minority. Minority, minority, minority. Yep. Or is it minority? Both. You just put more emphasis on the T. Minority. Minority, minority. You know black people put these Girl, in the- <laughs> You know English my second language. <laughs> but actually third, but um, the point is, instead of bragging about somebody who can only speak I one mean, language. I mean, fiddling. I mean, my speech. Now we, okay, now we count. Hola, I know two languages. <laughs> but, yeah, I've had both experiences, so I'm grateful for that. And, like, being able to sit and, like, process that mindset and figure out who I am. Mm-hmm. Because if I have not accepted myself... I'd be majority of these girls that are trying to bleach themselves, oh, put extensions and on. And that stuff makes me so sad. Yeah, you know, put extensions on and straighten their hair and, um, you know, do all this, all this other extra stuff, you know, try to be blonde and... Mm-hmm. Now it's just, I want to be blonde because I want to be blonde. Exactly. I wear extensions because I want, want to, to wear, wear extensions. extensions. Not because you want, you know, you exactly. want me to look like yeah. whatever. And that goes, too, with men. Like, you know, oh, this is another topic. I'm not even going to start this because I know. <laughs> want to say that for next week? Yeah, we can say it for next week. Okay. Yeah. Actually, it goes well with another topic. Okay. Yeah. I will just talk about it another time because that topic is going to be long. Just saying. But, Yeah.
Yeah, I know. So, and I have remembered even through high school, there was a couple girls that I knew that were black. Mm-hmm. And you could tell they tried. They were trying to be something they're not. Mm-hmm. You know who really motivated me through middle school? Who? Zara. Zahara. Oh, yeah. No, Zahara definitely. motivated me so Zahara much. did. Um, even she through was house, doing high her school, too. Own thing. Oh, yeah, she went to high school with us. I forget. Yeah. But, yeah, she was just doing her own thing. She really gave no fucks. She really... And because, too, she stood out regardless. Exactly. She was a tall black woman, natural hair, doing her own okay. stuff. Okay. So, she even if loud, she did she try herself. to look white, she would still stand she out. She would still stand out, exactly. So, she was like, what the fuck? I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna do me. Yeah, so I... And she coasted through middle school and high school. So when it comes to you guys, did you guys end up changing yourselves or did you guys watch other people go through a sudden change because of school and because of peer pressure and because of things like that? We want to hear. Let us know and by tweeting us at Black Me Up Podcast using hashtag Black Me Up Podcast. If you're a Black content creator, check out Melanin Bloggers on Twitter. Promote your blog, YouTube, and other content with hashtag Melanin Bloggers. They constantly retweet and support content creators of color. Join the Melanin Bloggers community by going to twitter.com slash Melanin Bloggers. And let's get on with the show. To end off the show, we're going to do a music minute. This is a new segment that we're adding. At the end of every episode, we are going to just recommend you guys like songs that we like, that you guys should listen to. They don't have to be new. Some will be new. Some will be old. But yeah, any songs that you have to recommend? I have two. Okay, well, The weekend Reminder. Oh, okay. I like that song. I mean, it's part of like, hey, 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 you know? And then, I don't know if you guys heard of Kamau. Um, He has a bunch of good songs, so Mm -hmm. I can't really specify. And he does, like, covers, too, so. Like, Black Power kind of thing. Oh, yes. So, he's really good. Any specific song? From Kamau? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a lot. Um, he does a great cover of Hey Ya. Really? Yeah. Um, a specific song from from him. Uh, what is it? There's games and there's... Sorry, my bad. <laughs> there's a song called Games that's really good. Or Full Full Moon. Uh, just Full Moon. Yeah. Just look him up and then you'll find a bunch of songs from him and I suggest listening <laughs> to him. Check him out. Check him out. Okay, y'all, go and do that. And my suggestions is, if you guys don't know, he's a singer named L.A. And, like, he's easily my husband. And one of my favorite songs from him is called Hartley Bridge. And also Anderson Pack, um, Come Down. So those are my two songs. So you guys have four songs to listen to, so go do your homework. Jump on that music. And also on SoundCloud, if you guys follow us on SoundCloud, I will be making a Music Minute playlist so you guys could listen to our suggestions all in one place. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. Be sure to follow us on social media everywhere at Black Me Up and use hashtag Black Me Up Podcast to conversate with us and talk to us. So is that all? Do you have anything else you have to say? I gotta poo. <laughs> you know I'm 